Hey, how you guys doing? This is the producer from Brothers Comics. Welcome to the Marvel Hacks Season 4, Episode 3. As we look back at some comic books that have come out the last couple of weeks, on the line tonight are my two favorite Marvel Hacks on the line tonight. It's the Sandman. Sandman, say what's happening. I need you on, people. What's going on? Man, we got a whole bunch of books and a whole bunch of news to talk about tonight. On the line tonight is Brother Beavis. Brother Beavis, say what's happening. What's up, fellow mutants? Yeah, I know, right? We're going to talk about a lot of mutants tonight. Uh, we got a crap ton of books, uh, some good, some necessarily not. But before we get started, I did want to give a real quick shout out to a couple of people that have been really supportive of the stuff that we do. Um, the first one is his, his Twitter handle is Ivy Wall. You can find his work at IvyWall.net. Uh, he's a comic book writer. He's in Atlanta. I didn't get a chance to go to Dragon Con this, this year. We were supposed to uh, meet up there. Um, I've actually read some of his fan fiction. Uh, he's just a real good dude. He's got a, uh, a comic book coming out that he wrote himself that he's using a Kickstarter to find. It's not ready yet, the Kickstarter, but it's coming up soon. The book is called Scorpio. Uh, if you're on the Twitter streets and the Twitter handles, he also is the founder or one of the founders of Do You Even Comic Book, uh, a, a blog for one, and then also like a hashtag that started out with, you know, for a community of people that just love comic books. So, you know, you can find Ivy at IvyWall.net, on Twitter at IvyWall, uh, DoYouEvenComicBook.com. Uh, you can use the hashtag on Twitter. Um, so, yeah, there's that. And you can find him on Facebook as well. The other is, this is Anna Reads Comics. And I shouted her out last week, and I meant to give her a bigger one. I'm not sure how Anna and I met on Twitter. We've had this argument before about how we figured this out. But uh, we got a lot in common. And it winds up coming out in comic books. And, you know, for Brother Beavis and the Sandman, okay, picture this. If this would have existed when we were kids, um, a girl mm -hmm. who's into comic books and wrestling. What the like, hell? way into it. Yeah, I know. They just don't exist. They don't grow on trees. She has a really she cool uh, a site. Yeah, she and she works in a comic book store, Brother Beavis. What the hell, man? We These she, ladies did she, not exist when we were kids. Did she, did she slip in from a parallel universe or something? Um, it must be, man, from the, not the darkest timeline, from the greatest timeline ever. Uh, so, yeah, so she has a, a real good site where she She's recommends comic. She's from Days comic. of Future, never. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, she has a really cool blog. She reviews comic books. Uh, she was the one that uh, recommended Captain Marvel for us, which we did on the last episode. Um, you can find her on Facebook at Anna Reads Comics. You can find her on Instagram at Anna Reads Comics. Um, you know, just a real good, real good lady. Uh, she does really good work, and definitely somebody to check out if you are into comics. And also from like that kind of uh, heroine perspective, she definitely has a, a good insight into a lot of ladies and comics and stuff. But other comic books too. So really good shout outs to people and thank y'all for supporting us. Somebody's gonna say something. I'm sorry. Um, I don't think so. Think, uh, no. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, so, she, yeah. she, All right. She so. just retweeted us on Twitter. That's what I wanted to say. There you go. Hey, thank you, Anna. All right. So. Good stuff. All right, so let's get into these uh, blurred notes. Hold on, let me hit my music. I'm going to do it this time, though. Blurred notes. All right, blurred notes. <laughs> blurred notes. Blurred notes. We, uh, we're going to count notes. out or spell out the word blurred, B-L-E-R-D. Uh, for all the listeners, I will give the fellas a topic beginning with that letter. They, we will go around the table and kind of discuss that topic in comic books and comic book movie news and whatnots and so forth. All right, the first the one funny is part Bay is I didn't know there really wasn't music until last until you brought it up. I don't listen, <laughs> I don't I'm, not, I'm not a big listener of BrothersComics.com. <laughs> uh, 
You know what though? Uh, God, you're gonna make a side topic already at four minutes, sir. Um, y'all, y'all know, and y'all get these things when I'm out for my exercise, and I'm sending y'all YouTube videos from old school wrestling stuff. So I came across an interview with Stone Jim Cornette and Stone Cold Steve Austin. It was a two-part interview. It was about 90 minutes long. Um, one because they couldn't stay on topic for anything. Two, I was like, I would kind of think that those two dudes didn't like each other, but they were completely like in sync with one another, you know, because they're kind of both old school wrestling heads. But three, for the most part, uh, Stone Cold was like, you know, he does a podcast, I think, on the WWE Network and blah, blah, blah. He's like, yeah, I never listen to my shit. I record it, I tend it to whoever, and that's it. So, <laughs> we got that in so, common. Yeah. Go. yeah, we do have that in common with Stone Cold. Stone Cold's also somebody who I... Because, you know, we were all WCW hacks, and, like, he was just somebody that, you know, I kind of think that I wouldn't have liked or whatever. But if you listen to him, he's, like, a real cool dude. And never bring up the Confederate flag with him, because you would think he would be somebody that would fly it since he hosts a show called Redneck Games or whatever. Uh, yeah, hmm. no, never bring it up with him, because it's a sore subject, and he will put people in their place about it. So, all right. Mm. So, B. Right. Yeah, B is for... Um, Bay, as in Tampa Bay. And we're going to real quick thing on Tampa Bay Megacon. Sandman and I were able to get over there this past weekend. Uh, thank you for the people at Tampa Bay Megacon for uh, putting on a great show, uh, giving us media badges to be there. Um, lots of cool cosplay. Uh, we sat in on a panel about podcasts, which we'll talk about at some other time off the air. But yeah, uh, just an overall really good experience. It's right there on the bay in Tampa, a beautiful location. Uh, yeah. I mean, just uh, overall, just a, a really good, you know, we spent, I spent Saturday over there and Sandman did too. Just a really good uh, show put on by the people at Tampa Bay Megacon. What do you got, Sam? Yeah, it's a, it's a good con. I mean, I, I like going over there. Um, uh, I don't mind going over there at all. I mean, it's only an hour and a half over from Orlando where I'm at anyways. But uh, professional job. It's the same people that do the uh, Orlando Megacon. So uh, you knew you were yeah. in good hands. Yeah, they they do a really good job. Um, they had you know a lot of the stuff that they were there for this year. Again, it was a lot of Harry Potter. When I'm not into Harry Potter, and then I guess Negan was there. And um, yeah, we saw him. Not, I don't watch The Walking Dead. Yeah, we did see him from afar. And again, Summer Glau was there, which I fangirled out about last podcast. I ain't gonna do it again. <laughs> saw her so, but anyway, uh, yes, yeah, I heard him from afar. So yeah, so just a a, a really cool con. Uh, hopefully get invited back next year um, and then getting ready for Orlando Megacon, which they moved off Memorial Day weekend, which was pretty awesome because it was definitely making it difficult to get there on that weekend uh, every year. So, all right. L, and we talked about it before we started recording, leak. Uh, I sent y'all a leak footage of the Dark Phoenix saga in Russian, no less, um, <laughs> this morning that was filmed literally, it looked like, out of somebody's... Uh, fucking shoebox that they were recording it out of. Uh, you really couldn't see much. Uh, and then and then Fox threatened us today that they were going to release the full thing in English. Uh, we were hoping, we are recording after 9 o'clock on the evening. It hadn't come out yet. I'm sure probably by the time we're done it'll pop up. I guess nothing, more than anything, uh, I, I don't know. You couldn't tell anything from there. You could see a little bit in the little teaser thing that they put on Twitter. Uh, it, it seems like Brother Beavers, they're moving forward with making this damn movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think once you get a certain amount of money invested into you kind of got to go. Uh, yeah, I mean, it might... Uh, I have a feeling no one's going to come to the conclusion that it's not worth putting out until it's out, and then it's going to be somebody else's fault. But 
I, I didn't watch the Russian shoebox trailer. Did it follow sort of like the script that's being leaked so far? Or? Uh, I mean, you really couldn't see much. I mean, honestly, you should have watched it just for the hilarity that somebody yeah. had posted that. As if, as if to say, well, y'all can get something out of it. I mean, you could see, like, some sort of faces and figures there. I mean, it's like they yeah. were recording it, like, in between seats. Or, like, you know, like, in between, like, an airline yeah. seat, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was about yeah, to it, say. You could just barely tell what was going on. This guy was, he didn't want to get caught, you could tell, because he was literally shooting it, like you said, in between the seats. It was ghetto as hell. Yeah. That's all you get really going now. Well, in this in this dude's defense, um, uh, maybe he was a black Russian. I'm not really sure, but um, <laughs> you know what happens to people that get caught filming movies in the United States? Could you imagine what happens to somebody that gets caught filming a movie in Russia? Um, yeah, that probably don't end too well. I'm just saying they get disappeared. Yeah, yeah, Siberia. Uh, so yeah, not a not a good look or whatever. But yeah, we were hoping that the trailer was going to premiere before we started recording tonight. It didn't. Do you, do you know what uh, happens to people who trash talk Russia in podcasts? Disappear. <laughs> the same thing. So. No. <laughs> I thought you were going <laughs> to use that line from the original X Men movie. You know what happened when a frog gets struck same by lightning? <laughs> oh God. Ugh. Oh, Josh Whedon original, by the way. Yeah, he's great. Ugh. Anyway, uh, yeah, so yeah, so I, I, we were hoping it was going to come up before we started. It didn't. I'm sure we'll have a lot of reactionary whatevers to it afterwards. That's still not coming out until February, so it's still a grip away. But um, yeah, I, I, to say I'm excited about it would be a lie, and uh, probably Fox isn't that excited about it either. But. That will also lead to us coming back to Fox here in a little bit after E. The E is for X, right? like EX, but more it's like for X as in X-rated. All right, this is going to be the portion of the podcast where we make some jokes a little bit. Okay, so in Batman, um, the uh, Black Code book, I guess they're more sure line. Uh, last week, Batman's dick appeared in a comic book. Um, I'm not sure if y'all saw <laughs> I'm not uh, sure if y'all heard about this. I heard but, about yeah, it. So Batman's, yeah, so Batman's dick made an appearance in the damn comic book because it, it's their mature line. He's getting out of his bat suit and, you know, kind of in the shadows or whatever. Uh, Lil Bruce made an appearance in the comic book. People were tripping, as you can imagine. Even though it is a mature <laughs> line book, people were like, hey, you know, whatever. Batman's dick shouldn't be in a comic book. Our discussion is not going to be about Batman's dick, although that could be a discussion for a different podcast. But my discussion would be, uh, my question to the table, aren't people, and men, not even us, because I don't really care, but aren't people being a little bit hypocritical in light of how many uh, boob windows and titties and everything that they even don't show, but almost show in regular-ass comic books, Brother Beavis, that they're tripping about seeing Batman's dick? Yeah, and uh, this was this has been a, a topic related to Game of Thrones, like that's that's sort of one way porn. Like you see every aspect of the ladies, and you get sort of a glimpse of the man junk occasionally from a side <laughs> brother shot. Uh, yeah. So yeah, there's the, you know this is an area where uh, equality hasn't necessarily reached its limits. So uh, I, you get uh, Doctor Man or is it Doctor Manhattan? That's that's your primary. Mm -hmm. uh, Full frontal comic book star. I guess Batman yeah. joins the ranks now. Uh, I think, I think that's yeah. it. It stops at two. 
it stops at two. Yeah, and yeah, it, yeah. again, mature mature line books usually end up, you know, ramp up the violence and the gore and the language. They don't usually go that route anyway. Even on the mature lines, they usually stay away from nudity. And DC backed off of it really quick, and you know, like, all right, if you got a copy of Batman's Dick, now you have a, a collector's item. Uh, because any other <laughs> runs and prints of his dick are not coming out. So, I mean, I just thought it was kind of hypocritical saying, man, we just, we're going to review Domino tonight. And on the cover of that book, uh, Greg Land, who was at Tampa Bay Megacon, has given Domino on a probably a four foot eleven body, probably some 38 triple D's. <laughs> it, it, isn't it being a little bit hypocritical? Oh, yeah. This is, this is big time double standards. I mean, the comic book industry has just uh, lived off of the double standard of like showing chicks <laughs> uh, boobs and every, of every size mm-hmm. escalating it seems like and uh, whatever other body part you can pretty much uh, get away with I mean look at Harley Quinn over the years for God's sake I mean this chick has been yeah. damn near naked herself on every other freaking cheesecake uh, cover or whatever you know just at the cons alone you see I mean like yeah. eyebrow raising stuff you know <laughs> just coming from one you know, and so, uh, yeah, this is, when I heard it, I was like, well, first of all, I don't want to, I'm not going to uh, pursue looking up that that shot because I don't want to see it. And two, what's up the big deal about, you know, we've been doing this to women forever. Yeah. So, yeah, they need to get over this shit. Yeah. yeah, I took one for the team and I looked at Batman's dick for y'all. Um, Good for you, bro. Yeah, uh, I, that's all I can really say about it. I, don't really I have can't believe he doesn't <laughs> have some some bat apparatus that like holds that in during his in his yeah. costume. <laughs> but that, it would it would appear that he goes commando underneath the suit, which it would seem there would be a lot of chafing there, you know. Yeah. Or if and you get the right, get creepy. I gotta go beat up some villains with my dick hanging out. Come on, Bruce. Right. <laughs> you need to talk to somebody. You can't just go. You cannot just go do that. It's cool. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it, it, we it knew really he had make, issues. Makes, just add this to the list. <laughs> it really makes weird when he does that crotch thing on their faces now. You know, like when he comes uh-huh. and gives them that, you know, half of the double goozle. It's really kind of different now. So yeah, it is what it is. But well, so I, I how just, long till how long till uh, Ben Affleck is like, you know, there's one story, one bat story. I would come back to the franchise. <laughs> oh jeez, it's the one where I get the hang dong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna pull. He's gonna pull some Mark Wahlberg shit too in Boogie Nights. You realize that, right? He's like, yeah, I can't put my real dick out there. We're gonna, we're gonna need to uh, get so the apparatus. Like, so you guys gonna CGI in, or are we gonna go with a physical prop? No pen is just your dick. Yeah, ridiculous. Uh, we're head- we're, we're DC heavy tonight in blurred notes, by the way. But we'll get to the other ones here in a second. And letter R is in rush. As in, Fox is allegedly trying to rush out the Gambit movie before the damn Disney merger comes out. Uh, it was a report in Variety that they're trying to get it into production <laughs> beforehand. I posted to Twitter and Facebook. I was like, this sounds like a threat. Like, you know, like you're really like trying to like scare us that you're about to do this. Uh, we, I, I, I think we're all probably in agreement without going all the way around the room. We're all in agreement that one, that is a terrible idea, but two, that's not gonna happen. Like they're not gonna. I don't know when the Disney merger is supposed to conclude or you know finish or whatever. But it doesn't sound like you can get a movie up and running that quickly before uh, Disney is like hell to the no, Sandman. 
Yeah, I hear that it's supposed to be spring, I believe, of uh, 2019, when it's supposedly supposed to be finalized. But, uh, yeah, I... No one wants this other than maybe Channing, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Potato Head. Tatum. <laughs> Female perspectives. Channing Head. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Nobody wants this. I mean, it is a threat. Who the hell, why would they, uh, it, it's going to lose money. Let's just, let's just put it that way. Nobody's going to go see that shit. And you, plus you have a, def, a, um, lame duck universe. They're supposed to be sunsetting it basically in this, in this movie. They told them in the Dark Phoenix movie you have to sunset this thing because this is going to be it. You're not going to get another one. So now that's one of the many reasons they went back with all these reshoots and spent all this extra money, So, which I'm fully expecting a mess, by the way. But And now you're going to try to bring in a secondary X-Men character. I know some people love the character. I'm not trying to say crap about him, but you ain't giving a movie to this cat. No, it's just, that's stupid. You're throwing money away. Oh, yeah. Um, it's like you know, uh, you know, you drop that ball in the end zone, but you try and line up for the extra point real quick before they review it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, you feet were out. Yeah. You know, you know, you yeah. get two feet down or make a football yeah. move. Uh, don't yeah, try and exactly. get an extra point. Yeah, you know? somebody's throwing the red flag on that for real. Uh, not and you know, not that I'm a fan of Channing Head, uh, Taterhead, Tatum, or whatever, but. Um, if I'm him, I do not tie whatever career that I have, which I don't know much of a career he has. I'm not tying my career to that brick, knowing that, you know, three <laughs> months later, six months later, nine months later, that it's going to get erased anyway. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like it doesn't seem like it would be worth it. I don't care how much you love the character. You know, if you love it that much, go the long, 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 long route that like Ryan Reynolds went with Deadpool or whatever. And if it's still meant to be, it'll be meant to be. Although I don't think it'll be meant to be for him. So, yeah, don't be threatening us, Fox. That that's that's not not good for Halloween. Man. That's a bad bad look. Um. So, all right. Well, and letter. Speaking of Halloween, I wanted to. Uh, I I felt like maybe a PSA is in order. Um, blackface is still not cool, right? That, oh yeah, yeah. No, that? it's not. Okay. Last yes. time I checked. All right. Yes. Okay, because yeah, Halloween's coming cool. up. Just want to make sure that was yes. clear. Yeah, just a little PSA for the whites. I, I think I posted this to Facebook not that much long ago. Um, don't let your costume get your ass kicked. Um, <laughs> that's basically it. Because um, blackface ain't cool, and people's culture is not a costume. So if you want to come out there and be a sexy Indian chief or whatever the hell, man, just be prepared to get checked on it. So that's all I'm saying. Yep. All right. Yep. Letter D. Dead shots is for dead shot. There was reports out there is Will Smith. The Fresh Prince turned 50, y'all. I mean, that means we are also old. Uh, the Fresh Prince turned 50, and he jumped out of an airplane over the uh, Grand Canyon or a helicopter. He bungee jumped into the Grand Canyon out of a helicopter. I'm like, you've been hanging out with a lot of white people. But anyway, <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> uh He's there's talk that they was trying to get a, a dead shot standalone movie, and this comes on the heels of a lot of DC movie news here um, over the last couple of days. Um, the Joker movie with um, Joaquin Phoenix is in production, and I kind of want to talk a little bit about that. Um, the Birds of Prey movie with um, Harley Quinn, it's Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey movie. Uh, they started doing some casting news today, and they they race bet one of the roles of uh, Black Canary. That'll, I'm sure Twitter will be stupid upset about that in a few minutes. Um, and then you already have, and you have the Harley and Harley Quinn and Joker movie 
that they're supposed to be making that's had something to do with literally Dr. Phil is going to be in that movie too. It's going to some. It's all DC is really trying to build a universe out of alpha villains. Really, I mean those are those aren't even. There's, I mean, they're not even cool heels. They're fucking villains, literal psychopath and killers. And I, I just don't see Brother Beavis. What's the long game in this? Yeah, I don't either. Um, I would like to say that I'm a huge fan of Mary Elizabeth Winstead, who was cast as the Huntress, so my interest in Birds of Prey is through the roof right now. Uh, And I think we already had a a Deadshot solo movie, and it won an Oscar. Um, (laughs) You know, I don't don't know that we necessarily need another one. Yeah, I mean, uh, they they just don't know. I mean, yeah. it's a revolving door of what's even been announced or or unannounced or you know been cast and then recast it's just like until any of this stuff is real it's hardly worth even like getting worried about it yeah you, you almost have to see a trailer before you even be like oh they made that movie but they've gone forward saying man with this joker movie we've seen some screen footage of the mask and some even behind the screen scene stuff with um a fleck you know arthur fleck where that's an uh, that's that's a super inside joke or whatever, but yeah, I, I mean, to me it looked terrible. Like that's just me because like, I don't care about the damn Joker for one, but two, it's just like I don't care. Like I don't need to see a Joker story, Sammy. Yeah, I'm, you you guys already hit on it. I mean, DC is just basically throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what thick uh, sticks, and then going with it because they don't. Their plan failed. Their uh, attempt to do a, a cinematic universe is basically on the rocks now it's smashed on the rocks and now they're just they're they're desperate and they're going back to what they do know batman movies <laughs> and now they're trying to go uh, branch off into a, a solo uh, uh villain movies of, of batman which i think is even worse because i mean they're trying to do the same thing that sony's trying to do which i think is destined to fail and i think this will be i don't know i don't know i there's a chance it could be entertaining i mean a chance i don't still don't see it because the Joker is such a character that's dependent on his relationship with Batman and now you're going to strip that away. It's just the same as Venom with Spider-Man. Not in the, it's not going to work. It's just not a good idea. And right. just, But they don't know what to do so they're throwing it at the wall and see if it works. Yeah, I don't think it will. Yeah. I was driving over to Tampa from to the con. I listened to one of our old podcasts and we had talked about this idea of this Harley Quinn and the Birds of Prey movie and kind of how sexist that it might be to wind up trying to get people into it. And Brother Beavis, your point then, and we recorded that a while ago, was, okay, that's great. You're making, like, you know, lady female heroes, and that's a good idea, but is Daddy's Little Monster and the girl, like, you know, depending on the costumes and all that, is that really what, you, is that your target audience? Because, you know, I, I, I wouldn't, certainly wouldn't let my 12-year-old go see an R-rated anything let alone you know an r-rated sexy villain killer whatever's you know lady movie to go you know you know what i mean like it still seems like it's the wrong audience yeah i agree yeah okay so yeah it's just um <laughs> i'm just like kind of i'm just kind of blown away by the fact that they're going to do it and if you're thinking about making it rated r like i don't know you know there's going to be a lot of boob windows, probably. And, you know, Margot Robbie, it seems like she has her head on straight in terms of what she does with her career and all that. And I hope she doesn't get herself and this movie pushed into a situation where it's just, um, shit. 
I guess, basically. You know, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. So, all right. So, that concludes Blurred Notes. Let's get into these damn books. Hold on. That's day one. Let me hit my sounder. That's day one. All right. Uh, now, these gentlemen didn't get a chance to read this as we talk about DC, and you would maybe even say running DC tonight. I don't think we are, though. Um, we're going to start now, though. So if you don't want to get this spoiled uh, for the DC book tonight, which is Heroes in Crisis, we had actually pushed last week's podcast to this week so we could get this book in because I knew this um, this limited series was starting. As of right now, it's supposed to be nine issues. I'm not sure what the run is, whether it be nine months, every other week is the book coming out like i don't really know is it coming out every week i i I don't really know i do know that whatever the schedule is is not going to come out on time uh see doomsday clock which has been going on for a solid year at issue seven um so this book was premiered i guess to talk about like you know they're going to tell their story and it's one of their crisis stories and you know dc has all their crisis from you know on infinite earths all the way up to this one here and it's basically an event and the idea or the premise behind it is that the heroes and the villains, well, mostly the heroes, are, um, you know, they, they all got PTSD, essentially. Like, when they go out into the field and they see dead bodies blown up and they see, you know, they have to do certain things to, to live and to survive in this world of heroes and villains, you know, that they've seen too much. And so they've set up a house for them to, uh, and a therapist situation for them to uh, be able to you know, talk about what their concerns and problems are, yada, yada, yada. So this book starts off with, hey, it's Harley Quinn, and I wish Hutch was here tonight, and Booster Gold, which is one of his favorite fucking heroes. <laughs> Harley Quinn and Booster Gold, two of my least favorite people in the hero uh, world, by the way. And I'm like, oh, my first nerd here says sigh. So sigh, it's Harley Quinn and Booster Gold. Um, and it's the Margot Robbie version, you know, Daddy's Little uh, Nightmare or whatever. And uh, it begins in a diner where Booster Gold is sitting there and Harley Quinn shows up and she does Harley Quinn types of things. And, you know, they're going to wind up getting into a fight. And that comes later. It's interspersed with this thing with the, the real DC heroes, the big three, Wonder Woman, Batman, Superman. They're flying out to some area. It looks like Kansas. I would imagine that's what it is. They're headed out there. Superman's out in a flash. You know, everybody else is following behind him. And, you know, they've gotten some sort of alert. And so when they get there, they see, like, there's people dead, like, all over the place. Like, and they appear to be heroes. And I'll go through the list of them. And you tell me if you ever heard of any of these people before. But, so there's that. And then there's the fight between Booster Gold and Harley Quinn. And that goes on, like, for pages. And she's like a Stone Cold killer. Again, not really sure what movie that you're going to be building <laughs> around this idea. Because she's a killer. And she, I mean, there's a lot of blood in this book. There's a lot of stabby, stabby, and knifey, knifey, you know, in this book. Mm. And they take their fight all over the place. He's going to, like, or, you know, takes her out of the diner from fighting. He's going to, like, fly her to the Hall of Justice or whatever. And they, you know, she stabs him in the air and they crash. But we'll come back to that in a minute. But the big three at the farm, they're seeing all these people are dead. Now, the first person that they they do, they do these little cutaways. You know how, like, on the real world, um on MTV where they would do I think they're called headers like where the person talks to the camera about what actually happened you know yeah. uh, in the situation so everybody's doing these headers so the first dude up there is Blue Jay you ever heard of this nigga? No I ain't never seen this Yeah character. I ain't heard of him before okay well oh it gets worse um, yeah. and so it's like oh okay 
Then um, there's the next, the other header is a black dude, a literal black nigga named Hotspot, and he also gets killed. <laughs> and he has a he he has a he has a catchphrase, y'all. Um, I don't know if it's it's getting hot in here. I can't even remember what it is, but it's dumb. Things are heating up. Like I don't really know, but this nigga dead too. And I have a note here. I was like, well, an event and a dead black hero. There's your trope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't have an event without a dead hero. Yeah, you cannot have an event without a dead black hero. And like Superman's mourning over his body. I was like, first off, Superman, I ain't never heard of this nigga before. Chances are, you ain't never heard of this nigga before. Okay? Like, let's not be pretending that the death of Hotspot <laughs> sounds like a bad wrestling move. <laughs> it wasn't Hotspot. He was on the Teen Titans cartoon, I believe. Oh, was he? Oh, really? Yeah. There you go. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I ain't never seen this brother before. Well, he did. Um, and he did. And so, um, this house that they've gone into where the Big Three is called Sanctuary. And you see a dead Flash, but I don't know which Flash it is. Arsenal is in there. He is also dead. And he gives a headshot, too, where he talks about, you know, that he's a hero, but he's also addicted to pills. And, you know, he has some issues with his pills or whatever. And, yeah. And then, uh, so somebody killed the heroes and they killed Sanctuary because they're talking about Sanctuary not as if it's like a body or a building, like it's an actual person. And so the cutaway shot with Booster Gold and Harley Quinn is like, you know, after she stabbed him in the neck and they're both kind of beat up, he's like, you know, you killed all those people at Sanctuary. And she's like, I didn't kill anybody. She's like, I didn't save them, but I didn't kill them. You killed them. And so that's the cutaway shot. Batman's like, you know what? It always leads to this, you know, vengeance. You know, put it in your uh, freaking Christian Bale voice. And they say now, they, but, you know, like, okay, what is Sanctuary? Let me read it for you. Because they do give you in a Scooby-Doo-like fashion if you haven't been reading these books. Sanctuary is a robot super reality therapist built with Kryptonian technology and infused with the will of Batman, the compassion of Wonder Woman, and the honor of Superman. Hi. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that's what sanctuary is or was, and somebody killed it. And you know that's pretty much that the, how the issue ends. Uh, and it ends on a booster gold header where he's talking about you know, you know, I'm your favorite hero that nobody knows about. You know, whatever. But help me, please, because he's seen too much. That's basically it. Wow. <laughs> the initial okay. run on like people's t- yeah the initial twitter reaction to people was like what the hell did i just read and that was kind of my reaction too i was like I, wh- huh like i don't get it maybe i needed to read some books ahead of it maybe I, I i don't really know you know and again i'm not trying to run dc on on this maybe this is something that's going to turn out later on but i know starting off events by killing off unknown characters one is weak sauce and two once you kill the black person it's now you're at a trope and it just you know it doesn't have any it hasn't have any weight i mean we we're gonna talk about this here again coming up by the way and it's just i don't know i it, y'all didn't get a chance to read it it's just it i don't know uh, i i can say I, I can definitely say i didn't like it but i also can't say that I, uh i didn't hate it it was just something like it was a book that had some heroes in it and a hot shot Who's dead? Um, so, <laughs> joining a long list of dead black people to start off events, as Hutch would say, first starting with Christmas addicts and uh, going all the way to, 
through the hot shot. Yes, uh, <laughs> the yeah. book is not closed. Yes, so uh, whatever. Yeah, my ending note says I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea what I just read. So, all right. There's your one, DC folks. You tell me something that I missed. Maybe I just missed it. All right, let's get to the Immortal Hulk um, number five. And then I think I put on there six, but I kind of really want to focus on five because, it, Brother Beavis, you said you went back and read them all. Uh, this book is consistently inconsistent. They will follow <laughs> up with a really hot issue, and then they will take it down to a house show and absolutely do no spots. This is, I mean, like, five was awesome, and then six was, oh, build upon the momentum, and it just kind of fiddled out for me. So, kind of recap book five for us, the Hulk versus Sasquatch. Uh, yeah, so, uh, let's see, one of the things that surprised me was um, that they're actually, like, called back to the earlier stories through this. So, this is, uh, you know, still the same continuous story arc where um, the Hulk has been sort of on this uh, tour of the world I guess and so I not knowing what was going on when I started it opens up with a shot of Alpha Flight um, and they are Avengers in space Captain Marvel's bitches apparently and uh, (laughs) uh, Sasquatch you haven't changed into Walter Lankowski for a while and he's like so Um, but they get it goes to change then when you see his sideburns you're like yeah you probably shouldn't have changed you should probably go back but he's having this personality sort of conflict with his bestial nature and his scientists and whatnot so um we go back to i guess i think that was in the past right so then um, yes that was in the, the, past. the previous issue yes, he had been stabbed and he was in the hospital and bruce shows up and right as sasquatch is um, has transformed and is killing people in the hospital. Uh, so mm-hmm. they fight, um, which, you know, that's pretty much a L for Sasquatch, except uh, the Hulk catches a glimpse of, you know, he's holding up some, like, some guy that turns out it's, like, his dad. And so this was kind of what hooked me on the story was, you know, I've said a bunch of times, it's like, it's hard to tell a Hulk story because what can defeat him? So you have you know hulk's daddy issues flare up and sasquatch you know gets some offense on him for a while so Mm -hmm. that was that Mm -hmm. was the part that was kind of compelling to me and and what you find is um you know somehow the the sasquatch has been uh, invaded by this this spirit whether it's his dad or something else um there it is and I think the Hulk gets both his eyes poked out. So I was like, okay, uh, Thor Ragnarok, yeah. here we come. Mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. he ends up with the, you know, this is the, and then we can write whatever powers into Hulk that we need to. Uh, he can absorb <laughs> all this gamma radiation. And he drains all the powers out of Sasquatch. And now Sasquatch is just Walter Lankowski. Yeah. I mean, it's a solid recap. And yes, like, you know, his thing is like, who let you in the green door? You know, like, you know, this ability to, why are you so evil at this point, Lankowski? And, you know, they, I mean, that's a brutal battle, by the way. I mean, they go at it and there's blood, green blood and red blood everywhere. And then he completely, he Darth Maul's freaking, uh, the security guard that comes in there. He cuts him right at the waist. I mean, it's pretty brutal. Um, I was like, dang, I was like, this is rough. You know, you know, everything to pull out his dick. 
He did everything but what? Pull out his dick. Yeah, <laughs> it was in Batman. I would have uh, been surprised so, to see it. Yeah, it was bad. And, uh, yeah, so, yeah, exactly. I have the same note about, you know, like his daddy issues had the, my note says he had the daddy issues, had him covering like that after that Thanos beat down. Uh, yeah. It was kind of like, yeah, I don't think so. Uh, hold on for a second, you know. But, you know, it really is like, hey, you know, that, that stuff, you know, scares Banner. That don't scare me. And he does, you know, get into and beast the hell out of him before he sucks out all of his gamma radiation or whatever. But, you know, there's the B plot the of the reporter. Plot, yeah, the, the yeah. Jack McGee, homage to Jack McGee from the TV show. Yeah, she's... Mm-hmm. Uh, I was wondering if that's what that was. she's been following him. And this is what she, uh, she witnessed a Hulk attack. <laughs> and uh, so she wants to be a Hulk, too. And mm-hmm. Hulk's like, uh, yeah. Uh, no. Yeah, just yeah. go away. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You don't want these problems. <laughs> yeah, I don't oh, think you does. really want these problems. <laughs> no. So, yeah, so issue five was really hot. And then when I started to read issue six, I, I couldn't, like, barely get through it. Because, one, it did the alternate artist cover, or, or artist thing. And then it was just, like, it didn't really have, like, it was like a real big come down issue, like after issue five, which was so hot and high. So I was just like, hey, you know, so yeah, whatever. Yeah, you like I this think the twist that they're setting up for is somehow if the host dies during a transformation, then it changes the nature of the creature or something like that. And that's sort of, they're sort of suggesting that's kind of what happened to Hulk here. But yeah, they they didn't really they they teased they they gave a claremont-esque tease for stories to come without actually telling a story in in number six i think and you got to wonder how long they can kind of tease this you know version of a hawk book you know we're at issue six you know is this to me this is a more interesting version even though like it's in every other issue is really good it's still a more interesting version than hawk smash you know fighting against the U-Men or freaking the Abomination yeah, or, yeah. you know, coming up with these villains that really can just suck that he's just going to wind up smashing anyway. You know, it's at least somewhat entertaining to, you know, kind of have this horror version, creep show version of this book. Um, you know, I just wish it was more consistent. It, it literally is every other issue. Like, first issue, like, man, this is hot. I love this book. Ooh, issue two is terrible. What the hell happened there? You know, I kind of have a feeling that we're going to feel that way after we read Fantastic Four number three, by the way. But another story <laughs> for another time. I, <laughs> I, I should point out in um, in issue six, uh, Shaman from Alpha Flight still, I think, has the same costume he started in. Uh, yes, he does. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty strong. Uh, that's that's pretty strong. Uh, let's see if you can uh, can you recite his uh, his story or his, <laughs> his his thought box uh, from all those issues no, that we well, did. He used to always no. talk about his tribe. I can't even remember. Yeah, what it is, <laughs> <you know. laughs> I can't either. But it did appear a lot in those issues that we reread for him. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah. As he turned his yeah. back on the whatever Indians. To practice the yeah. white man's medicine. <laughs> it was like, oh god, like, here we go again. They could have told this twenty-two page story in sixteen pages if they didn't say that every time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, nice. All right. So, Immortal Hulk five. Everybody's thumbs up. Yes. Yeah. 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 I liked it. It okay. was good enough for me to go buy the other ones, and I wasn't okay, really yeah. all that into the first two. So, okay. Of course, yeah, that was a six. mistake because it basically didn't do anything. But whatever. Yeah, exactly. They got me. No, they, that's that's how they get you. That's how they get you. Um. Yeah. Okay. 
So yeah, so that's issue five and six of Immortal Hawk. But yeah, again, overall, if you're looking at that book, I, I mean, I would tell you to get it because the ones that are good are really freaking good, and then the ones that aren't aren't. But um, you know, it, I would still tell you to get the book. Uh, it's just because the, like I said, the ones that have been really good have been so freaking good. Um, so all right. Uh, I'd say it's at least it's least unique. Like it's 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 something yeah. that you maybe haven't seen before. I don't know. Maybe maybe if I read all the Hawks, this is how they all are. But it it definitely yeah. feels like something unique, um, and it definitely feels like a comic book. And we don't always say that about comics that we read that are just released. Yeah, yeah that, that, you know, that's yeah. a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. Speaking of comic books that we're just reading for a reason. Hey, it's the return of Wolverine. Now, we tried this search for Logan stuff, like in season three, and then it was like six different books, and six different people were looking for him, and it was Iron Man, and Daredevil, and freaking, it was just all over the freaking place. And we, I think we did one issue, or one book, maybe two, and I think we were just like, man, just bring him back already. You know he's there. Like, just do it. And they dragged that out, which I think actually still might be going on. And then now you have another miniseries. I don't know how many issues this shit is going to be. <laughs> Called The Return of Wolverine. He's back in the uh, yellow and blue. Sandman, you said you got a chance to read this one? Yeah, I did. Okay, and then, Brother Beavis, you were a no on The Return of Wolverine. Yeah, you, you waved this one off as soon as it came yeah. up for discussion, so... Yeah, it was bad. Uh, it's, it's not necessarily bad. It also uh, it also has the kill the black guy trope as well. By the way, um, yes, it does. Logan, yeah, Logan wakes up from somewhere. He's in like a lab, and they've been experimenting on him and other people, and he's all beat the fuck up, and he's got the glowing claws, and we don't know why. And it's just so many dead people, and a black doctor is like trying to explain to him, it's like you know, how are you alive after all the stuff that they did to you and everybody that was here. And he's like, and he has no, no memories of like what happened. And I was just like, as soon as I saw it, here's my my note says, full stop. We've seen this story before, like Too another story with Logan who doesn't have his freaking memories. You're, I mean, you're right, Sandman. Yeah. It's another story like that. And I was just like, come on, man. Like you're gonna bring him back where he's not the same. You, you know? I was just like, oh, mm -hmm. come on. And so the villain is some group called the Soteria. Um, they destroyed and killed everyone. It's Doctor De La Croix, uh, and one of them, one of them French niggas. Yeah, one of them French niggas. And uh, he didn't, you know, he didn't know what happened. And he's like, you know, he's seen too much. Also, he tells Wolverine to kill him, you know, before yeah. he goes out and gets revenge on these people. And then somebody throws a grenade in there that kills him anyway. And you know that makes Wolverine mad. And I don't know, man. It's yeah, it's just all over the place. Aspects of his personality are locked in this yeah. supposed jail, and you know he decides to let one out, and it's the classic uh, yellow and blue Wolverine with the bubs mm -hmm. and everything, because he's not really sounding like himself. This the the, the memory loss yeah. version of himself, and and yeah. it's 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 one of those issues where you know you've got all this is probably going on in his head, maybe maybe some of it's real, and, and yeah, it was just it was meh. At the, at the yeah, is it, it possible was. that he got shot in the skull with an adamantium bullet? <laughs> it's a strong problem. And it it's, healed in his brain, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we get to see personality of uh, Weapon X Wolverine, Spy Wolverine, uh, Patch. The yellow Wolverine, patch. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. it's just like, come on, man. Like, first off, you should have never killed him to begin with, knowing damn full well you was going to bring his ass back. Bring him back. Two. Exactly. Yeah. Two. Then you brought him back as an old fucking man. Three. Then you cloned him with, like, two other people. You got, you know, X-23, and then you got Honey Badger, which are essentially the same damn character. Like, it was like, come on, man. Like, you didn't need to do all of this. It just didn't make any sense. So, I don't know. He goes... He steals a bicycle he goes into town there's a group of mercenaries that are you know killing all the people in the town and he meets this doctor um that you know tells him everything that's going on and why this is why you wear the yellow and blue i'm like oh he's not superman please don't do this he's not a symbol of hope he's just not and yeah i don't know yeah and and then he, he gets hit like on the head he hits hit on his bicycle and he hits his head on the ground and he blacks out and he's dream sequence and then the real lady again another black person the the the, the leader of the soteria is this black lady called paraphens persephone 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 thank you i thought she would love persephone but that's a whole nother story and um she um she's got <laughs> she's got everybody captured uh, like all these uh, versions of the X-Men like Sabretooth is captured, Storm, Cyclops, uh, another version Lady of Wolverine, Deathstroke. Deathstroke yeah Deathstrike thank you and they're all captured in there but then he's also having some relationship with La per, per whatever her name is too because they've been like kissing and stuff and it's just like oh uh, what and I don't know and it's, it's, it's that book is a mess there's no it's way I'm reading issue too yeah it's all over the place. They're trying to tell a freaking eighty-page story in twenty-five pages, and you still charge four ninety-nine for this piece of shit. And it's just a bad book. Like it's, there's no reason that he should have ever been taken out of the books to begin with. You know, you could write a story, go send him away, take him, you know, have him take a break, loser leave town match, have him go to Japan, you know, wrestle Antonio Inoki, whatever the fuck, man. Like just take him off the territory for a couple of months and then bring him back. Like it's okay. It is okay for him to be gone and not have to go through this whole rigmarole to bring a character that you know they were going to bring back. It just makes no freaking sense. So it's all my my note says it's a story of bullshit and multiple personalities that's going to lead to Wolverine killing a black woman. That sums it up. Yeah. Yes, that is it. That's basically where we are, and you know it is what it is. Um, uh, yeah, I'm full thumbs down on this one, Sammy. Yeah, I got it. Uh, it's got to be no dog. That's a hard L for me. Yeah, I. I I was yep. shaking my head after I read this shit. That's all to tell you everything you need to know. Yeah, this is not a good reintroduction. And you know, and I, I would say, and I don't know if you would agree with this, brother. Reeves, I would say that Wolverine doesn't need a solo book. He should just yeah. be in the X Men. I don't think he needs a solo book because there's not there's not three hundred issues for the longest time. But it's on you know back in the old days, yeah. and he was just fine when he was this popular. <laughs> yeah. And when he, you know, there's not 300 Wolverine stories to tell, brother Beavis. It's just not. Yeah, you would have to have who's his rogue gallery after Sabretooth. Yeah. Sabretooth. Mm, <laughs> Lady Deathstrike. Lady Deathstrike, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, how many times his rogue gallery? Most of his rogue gallery, they usually end up fighting with the X Men. So, I mean, that's the mm-hmm. test. And and we don't, we certainly don't need Sabretooth stories anymore. I mean, they've they've sort of, no. they've gone in and out of that so often. Yeah, they're exhausted. Yeah, no, they keep to do. bringing Omega Red back. 
and you know, nobody cares about Omega Red. You know, I mean, it's just there's not that many stories to tell for him. And you know, and I'm I'm not saying that I would have been totally okay with this, but I probably could have gotten on board with if they had just stayed with X23 and left him, you know, someplace else. You know, and do the Lady Wolverine. You know, she's a decent enough character that could have carried the mantle. You know, and then now we got you know Plessy versus Ferguson Wolverines too. I got three, three of them, well, four of them, really, with Old Man Logan. So, I mean, it's, come on, man. Right. I'll just, uh, they t- Wolverine used to be one of my favorite characters, but I would say my heel turns for him started, and no, it through no fault of his own, probably at the point where they, you know, where they refused to give him back the adamantium. Then I was just like, I hate this character at this point, you know? Like, after they yeah. took it, and then they kept teasing, giving it back to him, and then they didn't. I was just like, man, I'm done with this dude. So, Ah, man, whatever. <laughs> I'm done. Okay. All right. Staying on our X-Men run here, it's X-Men Gold number 36, the final issue of X-Men Gold. Um, if you listened to this podcast when it started, it was probably the Thursday Night Comic Book Show at that point in time. Uh, we reviewed issue one, and we probably reviewed several issues on this book. Uh, I think the last one we did was when Kitty um, left uh, Cyclops at the altar, or Cyclops Colossus at the altar. Uh, which was a, a full dusty finish, if you haven't heard of that expression before. A full dusty finish where they ex- gave you something that you thought you were going to get and yanked it away at the end. And then I think the issues between there, because I'd been reading it, there was some issue where Storm went back to Africa and she was looking for Mijnari. I'm using the names <laughs> no. wrong, but it, 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 was, it was pretty much it. No, it was pretty much that. And they were just, you know, kind of just sticking some issues in there until it finished. And uh, so this is the final issue. Um, yeah, uh, at the end, I'll kind of get your perspective on the entire series. But uh, Brother Beavis, my, my initial thing, I think you said you read this one. My initial thing is I, we all hate Kitty Pride. If you go back and listen to that issue you, or episode, you will hear me say that. It, the, the most kiddiest pride of things that she could ever do was call Colossus and be like, you know, well, I'm hurting too. Like, bitch, you created this. How dare you call me and try to make me feel bad about standing me up at our wedding? Oh, are you crazy? Um, but beyond that, what else did you see in this issue? Um, well, the first thing I noticed was the cover didn't really match the, uh, yeah. the, uh, <laughs> the story. The inside, yeah. That was the first Well, the book thing. is dead. And, you know, yeah. The, the other thing that stood out to me is, like, they have made, like, we have been, we've had Kitty the Leader forced down our throats so much that every book has this whole sequence. Nightcrawler, Storm, evac the civilians, teleport, fly the engine. Like, these are grown-ass mutants. They do not need to be told, like, every Storm aspect. Storm was the leader for Alright, it's yeah. breakfast time. Yeah. Iceman, open the cereal box. Storm, with the milk, now. It's like, uh, but like they have to, they have to push this kitty as this decisive strategist leader, whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah. But then, you know, it's another. We're gonna tell stories about, uh, you know, racism, and you know, it's a black guy. Well, I guess black guy who's racist about treating mutants because it's dangerous. And mm-hmm. there was somebody who used to be a racist that's not a racist anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to save this mutant who she talked down, but he got shot by a racist. And then mm-hmm. it's over? And that's Is that the end? Is that... That's the end. That's the end of the okay, book. So yeah. that wasn't really a story. And then when it said X-Men Gold is dedicated to Chris Claremont, I was like, oh shit, 
I had to go like, like, did he die? What? Did he no. die? I don't know why. Did, <laughs> why did they put that on there? So yeah. Why did we talk so, about that on tomorrow hacks? <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I get texts over. I almost texted texted you guys because uh, Sergeant Apone from Aliens died this week. Oh no, yeah. Oh uh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I don't under. This was like just a weird. This is a weird ending because it's just basically the textbook story they've been telling for most of the prior 35 issues and Mm -hmm. it's still not better so uh i I guess i don't know the funny part is when you first sent out the list i thought it said like astonishing x-men or something i was like oh sweet Mm. we get to read a new x-men and then i looked at that it's like shit x-men gold again god <laughs> I figured we had to give it its final due because we we opened with it and then we're gonna close it. Hey, I have an article in the queue for BrothersComics.com, like just kind of saying goodbye to this. And also, this was a freaking dusty swerve too. Like, oh man, we're going back to X Men Blue and X Men Go. We're gonna call back to our, you know, whatever. It lasted two years. I mean, it got the thirty six mm-hmm. issues, but it lasted two years. Like, yeah, well, I mean. Psych, you know, it, it, you know, it's just the complete like, you know, like whatever. We we played on your nostalgia. We gave you one team. Well, we gave you a team, and then the one dude that was the artist on it, he messed up after like three issues, so we had to pull somebody else in, and it was downhill from there. Like, I mean, yeah, pretty much. I mean, there was. A, I'm thinking about a week. There was an issue. There was a couple issues where they were in jail, and then Mesmero yeah. somehow oh, got yeah. pushed Mesmero to be the champion of this book. What the ever. what the hell happened here? You know, I'm like, what's going on? And then Rachel has powers, but she's crazy, but she's not. But like, oh yeah, but she's fine now because I'm like, what, 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 what? what? It's all over it's the like, place, you know. They're like, Rachel, why'd you change costumes? Oh, because this book was actually drawn two years ago, and we just needed some pages <laughs> to fill it out for the last one. <laughs> and that's that should have been the dialogue. That should have been it. Yeah, and it was just like, and then Kurt, like, it was just really rap. It was a freaking. And remember when it was, it was like everybody was in a relationship, and that was like this was yeah. like the dating book, and they're all broke yeah. up now. So, yeah, it's the, it's a Guggenheim job, special, man. It yeah, it's a Guggenheim special. Yeah, he know he's known for this, but it was a freaking Lord of the Rings ending for this whole fucking thing. It's like, oh yeah, we got to wrap up Kitty and Colossus. Yeah, sorry, we got to wrap up Kurt and uh, Rachel. Yeah, sorry about that too. Uh, I mean, you know, it's and then it ends on a no end. I was like, I was like, I've seen episodes of Grey's Anatomy in like this. Like, this is not cool. Like, what's coming back? Like, you know, they gave it to yeah, exactly. Yeah, so yeah. completely open ended. Who knows if the mutant's gonna live? We don't know. And then that's it. You know, and I, I, yeah. How long is it gonna be? I don't know. They'll reboot it in two years. That's I me. Mean, yeah, exactly. I assure you that shot in the head mutant will not be making an appearance anytime soon in this reboot that starts in November. Like, oh, he'll yeah, be the that lead character in a in a crossover with multiple variant covers next year. No, uh, no. Nah, you know what's gonna happen is that five years from now. They were like, remember that mutant that got shot where he actually lived, and then Kitty and them didn't bring him flowers to the hospital, and he got all pissed off, and he fucking hulked up, and, you know, he's coming back for a vengeance. And I'm like, oh. And they have to go find his arch enemy, that dude with the gun that shot him. Yes. He's the only person that can hurt him. Yeah. <laughs> so ridiculous. 
So God. yeah, so goodbye X Men Gold. We don't even fuck with X Men Blue because that book went way off the reservation a long time ago. Like we stopped that a long time ago when they had another Wolverine in there too. So that that makes five Wolverines. Is what James Howlett? He is in that book too, yeah. unless they killed him mm-hmm. and did something. So that's five. Lord, jeez Louise. X Men so, Black. Um, yeah, that's yeah, yeah, that's coming soon too. Uh, Magneto, uh, Mojo, Mystique, Juggernaut, and Emma Frost is, is what they're showing here yeah. on, this, on the, yeah. the flight. I'm sure that's yeah. past. Yeah, Magneto has some Liefeld-esque feet in this picture. Yeah, I, <laughs> I saw that before, too. Um, overall series of X-Men Gold, blue is a complete thumbs down. Up, middle, or down, uh, Sandman? For gold or blue? Gold. Or gold, yeah, thumbs down, man. It was spastic. The 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 like you already said. The uh, plots were okay. Now we're doing this. Okay, okay. Now we're doing this. Okay, okay. We're we're over here. Okay, and I just after like a few issues of that, I was like, I don't even give a fuck anymore. I don't know what's going on. You changing the team up yeah. seems like every other damn issue, and I just mm. it's just not well written anyway. So yeah. yeah. They, no, thumbs down, man. Can't stand it. Uh, Brother Beavis. Yeah, down. It seems like completely pointless. I mean, like, if they yeah. had said, like, if they had ended this with, like, hey, there's at least one person from issue one who hated us that we turned around, and even though it was tough to get here, it was worth it, and we just got to keep doing this. And, you know, if that was, like, mm-hmm. the message, then okay, I guess that was a story worth telling. But. No, they just they just ran out of pages, and then the and then the series ended. That it's pointless. It's it basically ended where it started. Pretty yeah, much. it's kind of curious that they um, yeah. And I my note in here says um, book ends on if he did or didn't die or whatever as they wait at the hospital. But we, you know, the lady who turned you know like oh I'm not racist no more. She was turned by Kitty's Morpheus speech, again, a reference that we reference on here a lot, where Kitty on the issue one was talking about, you know, the X-Men, we got to be better, we're going to be better, you know, and, you know, Excelsior, essentially, and that's what turned her. I mean, it was a call back to issue one, I guess, if you stuck with it, kind of like we did for, I mean, we probably reviewed, you know, probably a third of these books, and, you know, it was just, it is what it is, but yes, for the most part, an absolute swerve, they just... He's like, yeah, okay, we're going to restart a book, so y'all just finish out these last six issues because we don't really give a shit. And then this was the final I don't give a shit, jump the shark book. So, ugh, whatever. Okay. Back to a book that we actually did enjoy, or I did enjoy, but I think I'm the only one that read this. This is Domino number six. I read it. Um, Oh, okay, cool. Um, Yeah, so, okay, so this is the end of the... Domino one through five. Okay, yeah. Well, I think we reviewed the first issue on the podcast. Yeah, um, we did. And then, we like, did. I've been reading it all the time. We're all on its nutsack. And I still it. am, to be honest with you. Um, uh, and actually, issue five was probably better than six, but issue six is the conclusion of this first arc uh, where uh, Domino has going to finally fight the big bad. I think, what's her name? Is Topaz. Uh, in issue five, Topaz and the old man that she was walking around with. Uh, you know, he gets killed by, I think, Inez in that book. And then so Topaz has to go on her final mission to kill Domino. And basically, you know, the story in issue five was how they were connected. Like, you know, when Domino got taken as a kid, they were in the same, like, mutant hospital where uh, 
Topaz's dad was experimenting on her and then the old man that she weren't around with. And he thinks that, Topaz thinks that because of, you know, her powers or whatever, she killed, you know, this review, you motherfucker killed my father! You know, that whole plot. <laughs> and so it's basically a revenge thing like that. And she's like, I never tried that. You know, come on, can we be friends? You know, no, we can't be friends. And so we have to have this big battle. But in the subplot of that for the whole issues is that her, her luck power has been kind of acting a little wonky. And, you know, she's trying to figure out how to get it back into shape. And in issue five, she actually goes out to Hong Kong and Shang Chai uh, actually trains her. They're like trying to figure that out. And they, they fight and they have like this sexy dialogue back and forth. I'm like, I'll lay about the fuck. Uh, but they don't. And because uh, that would have been in Batman uh, Black Label. And um, <laughs> and so she he goes there and she kind of teaches her like, you know, essentially like if you learn to control your emotions or whatever, your luck power won't be as, as goofy as it is. And so... Yeah, basically, they get into this, and she has the big bad, and Inez, and was it Diamondback, are headed out to Hong Kong or whatever to try to save her, or have this, you know, save this battle with her. Topaz says that she killed them both, and that's when Domino's like, oh, for real? She knocks out Shang Chai, and, uh, like, he's like, because he's going to stop me from killing you, and I don't want that to happen. Then they have their big battle, and, you know, that's basically, you know, the whole plot of that book. You know, what did you think of that one, Brother B, since you only read this one? Um, it was kind of hard to follow because I didn't like I didn't know any of the characters and they I mean they did kind of explain it but yeah it was um, it's a cool looking book um, I think it's cool to sort of bring like a bit character like Diamondback from Captain America into this and uh, I'm kind of surprised they keep rolling the master kung fu out but I guess they're gonna <laughs> do that so yeah, yeah I mean it it definitely seemed like a comic book mm-hmm this is Gail Simone. I mean, I thought she did a really good job on this book. I thought she did such a great job. I was like, they should end this at issue six. Don't push it because it is Domino. And there's not that many stories that you're going to be able to tell. You know, they keep bringing in, you know, like the first issue had like a bunch of X-Men people in it. I think her annual actually came out today. Which is kind of funny since the book has only been out six months. And, um... You know, like, you, you, you got to run out of characters. I mean, that's cool to bring in the Master of Kung Fu. It's cool to bring in, like, Colossus. And, of course, Deadpool made, it like, a couple of appearances in this damn book in the six issues. Like, it's kind of cool in that regard. But I don't know what the long legs for this is. Like, a six-issue run like this, which was good, fun, tight, same artist, same writer for six issues. Perfect. End it. Let's move on. But it doesn't look like that's what's going to happen. They're going to push it. And uh, good luck with that. You know, but overall, I thought these six issues were really tight. Did you ever get a chance to read any of these, Sam? Um, I thought I read one of them. Can I remember which one? I think we did uh, the first issue. Yeah, the first. I think one. we yeah, did yeah, the yeah, first yeah, issue yeah. on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, I've read that. Yeah. That was actually pretty good. I was, I was surprised. Yeah, I remember how good it was. Yeah. Okay, but yeah, I thought. Was, I mean, I, my note says the book is a lot of action and a lot of heart. Um. That's basically it. Um, I mean, I, I thought the book was really fun. Uh, and this is something my daughter, you know, is has read. Like, she's like, oh, this book, you know, this Domino book is really cool. I'm like, oh, okay. You know, because they did, even though um, she has been known to be drawn quite, as the covers are with Greg Land, a little bit um, back, black, uh, Batman black labeled. Uh, the insides of the book are, you know, fairly tame. And even though she's known for having, you know, big guns and, 
but you can use that expression in any way you want to do it. Um, it's you know it's been kind of I wouldn't say kid friendly, but it hasn't been like so over the top with uh, violence or whatever. It hasn't been immortal hawk within in the, the the amount of violence and gore in it. So I thought it was a pretty cool book. All right. Hmm. Our last book of the night is a solo only me read book uh, because I didn't send out the, um, the the link for the fellas <laughs> beforehand. And there's a portion of me that doesn't even want to review it, but I think we probably should. And I think I tweeted it out, so I have to talk about it. Uh, and I sent y'all something today. So one of the new X-Men teams, uh, let's go over the team first, as Extermination is going to be the event that starts off the new X-Men version. So the leaked copy of Uncanny X-Men with a Rob Liefeld cover, uh, help me out here, it had Storm, Cannonball, Cannonball Nightcrawler, yeah. uh, who else was on there? Jean Grey? Was Jean Grey on there? Yeah, Jean Grey was there. Um, it was a kind of a whack team. I think that was my text to y'all. Like that was not exactly a murderer's row yeah. in terms Bishop. of the X Men team. Yeah. Bishop, ugh. yeah, I'm sick of Bishop too. Yeah, okay. me too. Um, Tired Bishop. <laughs> Jubilee. Uh, who else? Yeah, you said Jubilee, right? Ju uh, no, I didn't. The Psylocke, I think, is on there as well. I think it's Psylocke. I um, think. Well, she. But she's going. She's going back to white now. I don't know if y'all read yeah, that. Yeah, she's not Asian anymore. They're drawing her more. No. Yeah, yeah. yeah she's hiding that now. Yeah, she's going back to white. She learned. She's like, man, I did this shit for thirty years. Yeah. Man, it was easy <laughs> to be white. So, um, <laughs> I tried. Uh, but yeah. So basically, yeah. yeah, this book, Extermination, is going to end. And what do you think about that team, brother Beavis? Uh. Well, I mean, it's there's no power there. Classic lineup. I don't know, you know, but I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> there's no, yeah, there's yeah. no big man it's there. The same. There's no big man there. Like who's gonna like yeah. you know? There's no or rogue or nothing. There's no nobody with. There's nobody over incredible strength there. Yeah. Who's Maybe remarkable. Maybe remarkable. <laughs> Bishop probably got yeah. Bishop might have remarkable. He probably What's like excellent Bishop's hair. Yeah, his well because it's Rob Liefeld. Yeah, like yeah. oh, give him a box haircut. No, he gave him a box head, like a fucking lunchbox on his head. So um, Cannonball still wearing his his yeah. Confederate hat and Parker aviator and Parker headgear. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. When he makes an appearance in this, her. Yeah. her shorts and pockets. Well, it's Rob Liefeld. Um, yeah, the, um, this book and uh, get your cannonball jokes ready. Uh, he makes an appearance in this one as too. Uh, the uh, overall point of this whole extermination thing is that the X Men are trying to save the. I keep calling them the OG X Men, the original 1960s version, who are in this timeline when they shouldn't be, and that's messing up something. We had a couple of deaths. Uh, also, the spark of another Black Death as Bloodstorm took the Black Death to start an event. Uh, death there as she was killed uh, by Ahab who was a whack ass villain who's always been a whack ass villain he was mm -hmm. she was killed Cable was also killed but I mean we all know that that's going to get retconned somehow some way and young Cable from the future has body slided his ass all the way back in and is capturing young X-Men for himself so basically it's something that has to do with the young X-Men that is messing up something and um, yeah. Ahab is able to turn people into hounds um, and he's turned he turned Nightcrawler into a hound, and he turned um, 
Shatterstar into a hound. Shatterstar. So at the end of issue, yeah, at the end of issue two, they had um, Jean Grey. They were going to sea, 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 bro. That where the X Men Red people they live under the sea, like fucking Ariel and shit. And um, <laughs> it's whack, man. It, yeah, I, I love y'all, man. But y'all people to tell me about X Men Red being good, I just psh, I don't know what to say. Um, but. They live there, and then uh, or, or original Jean Grey, well, young Jean Grey, is with X-Force and Domino because they're trying to get revenge on Cable being killed. And so there's two, you know, there's not really a search for MacGuffins. They're trying to hide these people. So Cyclops is still mad that his uh, dark sh brown sugar boo got killed, and he's under sea, and then uh, the Hound and Wolverine. Remember, remember those two, the mutants that was drawn in black and white um, in the first issue? You remember yeah, that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that they were trying to rescue. Well, they were working with Ahab and whatever. And um, he, they got their mutant powers able to turn people or whatever into whatever he wants them to do to turn them into hounds or some shit like that. I don't fucking know. But blah, 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 blah. He, he's turned those two and then Cyclops, you know, uh, Nightcrawler bamps uh, Cyclops into the ocean and they have to rescue him. And he's like, oh, the weight of the water at this depth almost killed him. And um, Shatterstar is trying to kill everybody on the X jet, and Cannonball like cannonballs him out into the space or whatever, and they take him out. And the other ones, they're going to get Young Cable, and so they go and they um, they go capture him after he had body slided OG Beast, uh, '60s Beast or whatever. And then there's like the final page is like a splash of like everybody like, yeah, Young Cable, what's up, my nigga? And it's X-Force and Jean Grey. <laughs> and that's pretty much the end of it. And, I mean, that's pretty much it. I mean, honestly, it was terrible. I, I sent I sent my text to y'all after I finished. I was like, don't bother reading that. That's not worth it. Uh, it was kind of filler. The new, the new X-Men book starts in November. So whatever this series is, we're in September, almost October. So this has to end fairly soon. It would be nice if they wrapped up all of these other loose um, books as well. Um, but they won't. So they'll just be running into one another. Oh, but by the way, Old Man Logan is also a Ahab Hound as well. Like he was there to like kill everybody or whatever. So oh, of course great. he is. Um, and yeah, will they kill him? Probably not. And that's pretty much it. Like this is this is just bad. This is just running out the string to get to the new books. And mm -hmm. like you know, none of this stuff is really gonna stick. And it's like frustrating as hell. Uh, like the. Yeah. Four of the last issues of freaking X-Men Gold, like the last three issues of Captain America before the relaunch. You're just running out the string. And, I, I, you know, as a business practice, Brother Beavis, I'm just not sure if that's just a great business practice. You know what I mean? No. Like, why don't you just be like, hey, we're about to restart this book, build up some anticipation, you know, build some heat and some pop for this book over three months. And like, hey, you know, release some teasers, you know, do something like that. Talk to creators and all. Oh, we got this new book coming out. Like, you know, do something. But like running out some books, you know, with sorry artists and me writing it, and I don't know if that's really a great idea. Yeah, and it's another case of where they, you know, they try and have all these climactic events, but it's like, come on, you know, you're gonna, none of it's gonna stick. I mean, yeah. it's all gonna get undone, yeah. and then it's gonna be, yeah. it won't even matter because you're already doing, yeah. you, you've already written the new series, you've already set it up, it's in production, no doubt, so. Whatever. Yeah. 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 It's another oh, event. Yeah. Oh shit. Jean Grey might die. Hey, here's a preview book from November with Jean Grey on it. Motherfucker. 
<laughs> so why am I buying this? Yeah. <laughs> why am I buying this? So she's not gonna die. Got it. Okay. I mean, you know, like it just seems like you would do. It's better to do goodwill that way instead of making people pay sixteen dollars for four books that ain't gonna mean anything. Like you know, oh, well, just throw it on the freaking the you know the char pile because eventually you know nothing in these books is gonna mean anything. So. So there's at least one uncanny book coming out of this. I would imagine there's going to be another one uh, because you are still missing Mr. and Mrs. X, uh, Colossus, yeah. um, Rogan, uh, Gambit. Colossus is still not out there. Um, and then I would imagine that I would imagine a version of Cyclops is going to make his way back to this damn team and Wolverine. So. You know, I, I would imagine there's at least one other uncanny book or one X-Men book or new X-Men or whatever they're going to call it. I would imagine there's at least one more. So, right. uh, yeah. But for the most part, overall, yeah, Extermination is just an event. I mean, I'll probably read it, but we probably won't talk about it on here anymore until it's over. I mean, nobody. Again, Cable died. That would really mean something if for any possible chance that it might happen in, at last. It's, it's not. He, I would imagine he'll be back before the series ends. <laughs> so yeah. I didn't regard to be a thought that Cable is somehow going to die. Uh, so, all right. So that wraps up the Marvel Hacks uh, Season 4, Episode 3, uh, Brothers Comics Business. We did Tampa Bay MegaCon. Now, is Baltimore Comic Con this weekend, Brother Beavis? It is. It is. Uh, anticipation? Yep. How's your anticipation well, level? Um... It's. I was just looking at the list, and one one creator who is there is Mike Zek. So I was thinking about getting in the basement and getting uh, the Secret Wars out, see if I get it signed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I've been at cons where he's at, and I've I've been wanting to talk to him, and he's always like, "I'm doing a commission. Come back. Come back." And y'all been to cons before, man. By the time you walk around the room, you get back, and they're like, "Hey, I'm going to lunch." And it's like, "God damn it!" Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, you know he seemed to be uh, engaged in that kind of stuff. So yeah, um, I, yeah, he seems like to be a good dude. I may need you to take a a, a picture of um, and abuse your not abuse use your media badge to be like, hey, um, can I get a picture uh, with this cosplayer? Uh, can't remember what her name is off the top of my head, but I, I think I might need it or want it. Uh, for professional purposes only. Um, so uh, <laughs> there's that. But yeah, they got a really good show. I mean, that's the Baltimore Comic Con is really for comics. It's not a celebrity con, even yeah. though they have uh, what Iron uh, Shazam and uh, Power Man is going to be there. But then they, they got the heavy hitters for the comics, though. I mean, like all the really yeah. big names. So yeah, that's a that's a hot con. So yeah. yeah. So brother, you haven't see. gone last year. I have a little bit better feel for it. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. And. You know, and you know, Brother Beavis will get us some information on there, some pictures and whatnot, and we'll get them all posted or whatever. Uh, I think I've said I'm out of the con business, I think, for a while. I posted this on something, too. I'd be having con withdrawal, man. Like, when I go, <laughs> then, like, you know, I'm so kind of, like, happy, and I'm there, and, you know, you kind of, you feel that kind of, that nerd energy or whatever. It's, like, so yeah. much fun, and then I come back and then go back to work. I'm like, I hate all you motherfuckers. I hate all of y'all. <laughs> Non-comic reading sons of bitches. <laughs> Everybody that's at work. So yeah, I'd be having kind of a drive. It was a consideration. It was a nice drive. It's like three hours for me to Tampa. And I was like, Sunday, I was, I don't know, I thought I was at the grocery store. It was probably like eight in the morning. I was like, man, it'll only be like three hours to get over there. 
get there by the gosh, man. Get over there by 11, and then I can go park the car. So, um, <laughs> it's just a bad, it's a bad thought. But yeah, I'm out of, I think I'm out of the con business for a minute. Uh, probably until the start of the new year. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be jonesing hard uh, for this stuff. So, But, yeah, remember, you're able to find this comic book, uh, this podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, rate, review, subscribe. Uh, you'll be able to find me, uh, the producer at Brothers Comics, on Twitter, at Brothers Comics, Facebook, at Brothers Comics, uh, Instagram, at Brothers Comics. I have a Tumblr, at Brothers Comics. Uh, Sandman415, where you can find Sandman on Facebook and Twitter at Sandman415. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay, so yeah, you can find him there. Uh, like I said, be sure you check out uh, Scorpio Comic by Ivy Wall and Anna Reese Comics. Uh, again, thank you for that. And I think that's going to wrap us up for this week. Uh, we will be back in maybe a week, maybe two, depending upon what the books come out. Uh, we're trying to keep it on somewhat of a regular schedule. Uh, and we'll get that uh, out to you on all the information out as soon as possible. So as the X-Men, the animated series, uh, before I tell you that, okay, I, I saw this on Twitter today. I don't know if you saw it, Sandman, too, before and we hit that music or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay, somebody was saying that the X-Men, the animated series music is I'm Your Baby Tonight sped up. Like that that song by um, uh, Whitney Houston. I'm like, guys pulling on my history here, making me sing Whitney Houston song. But the, that that's I'm Your Baby Tonight, the background theme. They just sped it up. So, duh, duh, and then it's that. I was like, wow. blown away. I was like, oh, what? Brain popped out completely. So, wow. as Whitney Houston plays us out tonight, um, <laughs> remember, I'm the producer of this, uh, of this podcast, and I will see you people on the other side. Uh, Sandman, go ahead and sign off. Alright people, sayonara until we see you next time. Alright, uh, Brother Vita, sign off. Let's go see if we can go find this trailer for Dark Phoenix. Alright, if you are at Baltimore Comic Con and see a white dude in a Brothers Comic shirt, don't beat his ass for cultural appropriation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's him. Hey, you know what? Uh, Shouts out to Bison for life. Uh, he's a, a DMV person, and I think he did say he was going to be there. Uh, you may see Brother Venus there. He'll have on Brother's couch. So, big old dude. Looks like he's like, whatever. Yeah, that's Bison. He's harmless. Alright. We'll see you guys on the other side. Peace. Later.